Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily and I'm the host of this show. If you are new here, thanks for tuning in today. A quick 10 second elevator pitch about myself. Um, Basically, I am a recent grad, kind of. I graduated last year and nowadays I work a eight to five sales job, but I also operate my own business. I do this podcast, I do blogging, and um, kind of many other facets as well. If you kind of are curious, you can go ahead and look on my blog. So the primary focus of this show is to really talk about life fulfillment revolving around the core components that we always combine in our everyday lives, from our careers, our relationships, and of course, our health and wellness. So today's topic is on time management, and once again, it is a solo episode this week, but before we get into this episode, I do want to touch really quickly on my career ebook guide. A lot of you guys have been getting this book. It's really incredible how far it has reached with the community and how impactful it has been. I certainly had no idea it would become like that when I first wrote it back in April, I think, during the prime time of quarantine. So nonetheless, if you are curious in just kind of my way of thinking, how I got my job offers last year and just my own I guess, guide on finding the right career path for you, I would definitely just recommend checking out what my ebook consists of. And you can find that in the shop section on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. And then one more thing before we dive into the actual episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know I typically try, although not in the past like 10 episodes, but I do try to incorporate gratitude and just share something I'm grateful for on each episode. Obviously, I have shortened the intro a lot since I started, but I definitely will do this um, probably at least once a month now. I'm going to bring it back more consistently, but to speak on the topic of gratitude, especially because today I'm recording this on Monday, I did post about gratitude on the podcast Instagram, and so I really just want to share about one person I'm super grateful for in my life right now and it's my childhood best friend her name is dana she was actually on this podcast early on i think i want to say like episode 10 give or take somewhere around there um it was a raw conversation and long story short she's a friend that i've had since i was 12 years old and she's been a part of my life for you know most of my childhood from middle school through high school and We definitely never stayed connected, obviously, in these past, what, um, 11, 12 years, but I reflect on how awesome it has been to have a friend know me so well from my childhood age and watching me grow up through middle school, high school, college, me moving away from our small hometown in Pennsylvania and living the 
what it looks like the California dream, which it truly is, but it's, you know, it's not like I have lost my character in any sense, at least in my opinion, and it's nice to have a friend like her to be able to kind of agree with that in a sense, I would say, from our conversations. I think she just really understands me and and sees that I have not changed uh, as a person in terms of, you know, the, the hometown girl that I am. Like, I'm still her. Like, that part of me has not changed, but... I, I say that I'm really grateful for her in particular because I wouldn't have thought, if you asked me, I guess, four years ago when I was not talking to her at all and we were not really that active in each other's lives compared to today, I wouldn't have thought that you would say, hey, four years later, Emily, like Dana's going to be a really big part of your life. You're going to be talking to her a lot throughout the week. You're going to call her for advice. You're going to call her and share about the ups and downs of life. And I see her, I don't know, I I see her maybe, maybe once a year, like at most. So it's really gnarly how close we are and how active we are in each other's lives, yet we don't see each other. And I guess I want to bring that up because I know with COVID, depending on what city you're in or what part of the world you are in, some of you are likely still feeling lonely at times or maybe just feeling lonely consistently. And I bring this up because I'm sharing that there is this person in my life that's so important to me and is so relevant to my life, yet I don't actually physically see her that often ever, like even pre-COVID. So if there's someone that you can think of that you feel like you can reconnect with or maybe you've had connections before and just with time and place you guys kind of disconnected I would just personally recommend to just reach out to that person and just check in on them and just start a soft conversation and soft intro and see where that leads into because I know without this friend of mine Dana a lot of the things I've been going through for the past couple years now honestly it would have been very different for me and so I'm really grateful for that and I'm really grateful for the fact that I came up to her in middle school when we had gym class together and I was just uh, really assertive in in wanting to be her friend I was like I don't know I found a snarky way to you know try to help her with like her gym locker and then I just knew I wanted to be her friend but anyways I'm really grateful for that I hope you guys can think of something to yourself right now on something very mundane very simple that you are grateful for I think it's a great way to just start your day or if you're in the middle of your day and you're having a little bit of a rut just think of one small small thing that you're grateful for and I think it's going to change your perspective but without my rambling, I don't want to continue to go on. Let's just get into this episode all about my time management tips. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my top three time management tips because I do get this question very often and I guess I'm not too surprised if you have kept up with my lifestyle for quite a while now, then you know I do work a 9 to 5 job and then of course I balance it with my podcast, my blog, my actual business and trying to live a normal social life of course. So I have innately, I guess, become a, I don't want to say master, but relatively skilled person in time management one way or another, but uh, 
let me preface by saying I still have flaws. There is no way I'm near perfection on this, but there is a systematic approach I have around time management and bettering my time and efficiency with my time and of course my productivity when I need that productivity. So um, obviously this is geared towards having a most productive day or week, but just remember I'm not always productive, but my goal when I need to be is to be productive in regards to how well I use my time. So I'm going to dive in to my first tip and that is using a planner. So I'm going to naturally assume that most of you who listen to this probably already use one. I think based on this demographic, you guys love planners, you guys love to organize your schedule as well, but I'm going to dive into a comparison between a physical planner and a digital planner because I have used both and I want to touch on it because I do get questions about this. So if you are in college and your schedule doesn't shift that much, then I would personally recommend a physical one. And I personally did use a physical planner back in college and I either used the Day Designer from Target or the Erin Condren planners. Both are really great. I think both a little bit pricey depending on the type or the style of the planner, but if you are dedicated to using your planner, you love handwriting it down, and again, your schedule doesn't change that much, then I really would recommend a physical planner because I think there is just something about writing stuff down and being able to kind of integrate that into your brain and it helps you remember things more. I know that's been proven scientifically, but I think just for the purpose of good aesthetics and having a just very nice put together, you know, array of notebooks of some sort, I like the physical planner for that reason as well. So it's just a nice physical component to have. And like I said, It's really ideal if your schedule doesn't change too often from what you write down. On the other hand, if you are balancing a lot in the week, maybe you work full-time or you work part-time and your part-time hours change and you also have meetings pretty frequently, whether that's for your work or maybe you are in college and you work part-time as well and you are maybe a leader in a sorority or a club organization then you know you're going to have probably some sort of meetings that you are obligated to be at and sometimes those things cancel or sometimes the the time will move so for those reasons i recommend a digital planner primarily because a there's so much to write down and b it can change on the go. And so that's what I currently use right now. So I use a Google Calendar, but I know Apple Calendar is common. I actually use Apple Calendar for, or iCalendar for my corporate job. And then I use Google Calendar for everything else. And in Google Calendar, I really like it because I do get to color code it and it's based on categories. So for example, The red color in my calendar is anything urgent, so that could be appointments, phone calls, or 
I don't know, anything where I want to make sure I do not miss it, especially if it's a phone call. It's just really embarrassing if I'm going to miss it. And even though my work calendar is on my iCalendar, if there is anything really important that I am concerned I might miss as well from my iCalendar, then I will also put that in in my Google Calendar, even though it's more of my personal calendar that has all my podcast stuff and my blogging and whatnot. So I will still put that in my Google Calendar. And then I usually do a sky blue color for my fitness workouts. And this is really helpful because I set a minimum workout amount I do per week just for consistency's sake. And so when I look at my week, if I'm planning the upcoming week, so this could be usually on a Friday or a Sunday, depending on, you know, how early I am to the scheduling, I will plan out my typical workouts. Like Monday and Tuesday are usually always some sort of intense workouts or Wednesday as well. And um, I'll just schedule my workouts kind of around what my week looks like for work. And so I always just have to make sure that I I see four of those blue blocks because that shows I'm meeting the minimum. And then um, it's really nice too because when I go back to audit my schedule kind of towards the end of the year or the end of the quarter, yes, it is something nerdy (laughs) that I do. I like to just audit and reflect on how I spent my time in those prior months and Maybe I want to evaluate like, okay, why am I not losing weight? Or maybe why am I not getting to my fitness goal? Maybe being more toned on some sort. And sometimes the answer will be there where it shows, yep, you didn't do the workouts or you were going twice a week instead of four times a week or that kind of thing. So that's why I really like to color code it because then it's just really easy to identify when you go back and look at the schedule and then I have like multiple colors but I'll share one last one I do have a green color on my google calendar and that is anything work related so that's like my sales job my business and pretty much anything that brings me income because green I just identify with money and um, even though my work schedule is more broken down with my appointments and my meetings on my iCalendar. I still create the time blocks in my Google Calendar for when I'm working for my corporate job so that I know, let's say if I give myself from 12 to 2 a lunch break of some sort, I know I can squeeze in whatever, you know, maybe I can go to Whole Foods at that time frame or I can grab lunch with a friend between that time frame. So For me, it's just really helpful to visually see that and then be able to schedule the extracurricular activities around the important things. And then if you watched my YouTube video with the time management tips, I think I posted this back in March during early quarantine, which by the way, I have to be transparent. I don't think it was like the best video, but I think I got to the point pretty well, but video editing wise wasn't too hot so I do apologize if you guys are curious you can go check it out it's on my YouTube but um, on there as well on the video you will get to see the colors more specifically but if you are familiar with Google Calendar and you're wondering how I get custom colors I separate each category 
with a separate calendar but still under one email if that makes sense so I'll be logged into my Google email and I'll open up my Google calendar and usually it has like on the side how many calendars you have and assuming you haven't made any separate calendars before then you're gonna have you know your main one which is your name and then it's gonna have another one that says holidays so for me um somewhere on there you can either go through settings or i think you can just click on like a plus sign that says add calendar and you basically just create a calendar and you name what it is and um, that way you get to really customize the color you don't have to pick the basic colors that they provide and it's just really awesome that way and you know for me i like the pleasant aesthetic of it so that's what i do and then overall, just if you are still on the fence about using a planner or maybe you already do use one and just kind of have been lacking on it or slacking on it, I would just say a planner for me personally has allowed me to schedule my day, my week, and my month in a more systematic and organized way. Obviously, that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to keep your life organized, but it's in my opinion it should also be able to help make your life a little bit more like a system where you operate out of and obviously that sounds super technical and maybe even boring for some of you but I think in life you just have to do a give and take like I love being spontaneous and not always having everything planned obviously because that's what makes life flavorful I think but when it comes to kind of the young adulthood that I, I would say I'm kind of speaking about right now, I would highly recommend to try to figure out a system for yourself where it gets to the point where you wake up by a specific time and you get your day going by a specific time and it's just operated on a consistent level. And that will allow you to help get the other important components of your life more on track because if you wake up as you know you are the machine of your life right and if you wake up feeling very messy and out of order and you know you're gonna always kind of have a domino effect on everything else that happens that day and maybe even for the week so when I use a planner it allows me to help alleviate some of that issues now obviously I wouldn't say the first week you kind of implement this in place is going to make it perfect, but it's a consistent practice. And I've been doing this since senior year of college in terms of how dedicated I was to my planner. And so it's been, what, um, like a year and a half now, a little bit more since I've been using the Google. No, it's been like two years. I'm sorry. Since I've been using my Google Calendar. So I think all in all, just have patience with it, but if you want to find a way to manage your time better, be more organized and systematic, then I highly recommend to dedicate yourself to a planner and figure out how to schedule your week. My next time management tip is time blocking. So you may have heard me talk about this before, but if you haven't, Time blocking is essentially when you work on something specifically for only a certain time block and then after that you are done with it versus giving yourself a free flow amount of time. 
So I really do compare this in a way, if you ever had block scheduling back in high school, you are probably familiar with what I'm talking about, or just kind of the idea of class schedules in general, that's pretty much a time block if you think about it. Like if you have classes, you know, for 50 minutes from 10 to 10.50, or if you have it for three hours from 7 to 10 p.m., then that's the same thing as time blocking, but it's time blocking for that class. So I apply the same practice to my everyday life and I'll give you my personal example. So I time block my work schedule for my sales corporate job because I have from eight to five to work. But obviously not only with COVID, I'm not gonna be working on my computer for eight hours hours of the day. So I wanna be as efficient as possible with my time and then still make time for the other things that I do outside of my job. So I never work consecutively for more than two to three hours because I will always lose focus after that. And if it's not me being on a call or a client or prospect or you know one of my business bankers for my work, then I'm gonna be doing emails and very mundane work. And with that, it's really hard to stay focused for you know, over three hours in my opinion. So I always have a break in between those hours and I will do something else in between before coming back for the second half. So pretty much I really try to break off my day with like two and a half hours in the morning and then two and a half hours at the end of the day. And my goal during those two and a half hours is to really, really be focused and only do stuff for my corporate job, whether that is, again, being on calls or emailing or following up with clients, whatever that may be. And when I started doing this, especially when I transitioned to working from home with COVID, this allowed me to be a lot more focused on what the goal was. Because I think the first month or two, because I thought we were going to go back to work in person soon, I did not really take the work from home thing as seriously as I do now. And I would dilly dally on my phone. I would kind of maybe work from my bed, maybe work from my couch or just, you know, not really be that dedicated. And so I think part of that too is I wasn't working towards a specific goal and I always say this I think if you're not working towards something specific for that time block or that day you will often dilly-dally and feel really lost so not everything is about achieving a goal but when it comes to staying focused you want to ask yourself okay what am what is my goal to accomplish or what is the goal that I want to accomplish within these next two hours and so for me if I'm working from like I don't know 9 to 11 30 a.m my goal during that might be to set up some appointments for the back half of the day or tomorrow morning or maybe I'm going to follow up with clients I spoke with the day before that kind of thing so The goal will be, I I will usually have it written down as well. Like I will probably have like a to-do list for those two and a half hours and I'll always check and I'll look 
at what I haven't done yet and of course I'll go and do it and then check it off my checklist. Again, it helps keep me more focused and after the two and a half hours, I know I'm done. I'm going to take a rest from my computer and then I'll either go on a midday walk, maybe go get some groceries or, you know, eat lunch and read a book, that kind of thing. So I always time block my work schedule. I think that's so important. And then other things I time block, and this will be more helpful if you guys don't work a full-time job or something like of that nature. I also time block my podcasting time, my blogging time, when I'm studying for German or my time to do elite skatewear stuff, which is for my business. And I time block these things as well because if I don't, based on my history in my past, I will try to do podcasting and elite skatewear emails at the same time. And it's just not a good thing. And this is probably more so a me problem. So this might not happen to you. But if you are someone that is just really creative and you have so many ideas and you are always working on so many things it can get a little difficult to focus on one thing at a time because you're like oh wait this is super exciting I have an idea for the podcast or oh my gosh like I have so many emails or I have someone that's ready to order a dress like it's gonna be really really confusing for me so I time block like typically after work on specific days probably usually Wednesday, Thursday, and sometimes Friday, I will block off the times for podcasting stuff. So that will be between recording, uploading the podcasts, answering any emails related to podcasts, finding the guests for the podcast, all of that. I'll do it only on those specific days. And then same thing with blogging or when I'm studying for German. Um, especially if I'm sitting down to study, then I set aside like a time. Like I try not to just pick and choose during the day because it's like I'm always going to feel lost. I'm going to be like, oh, I want to write or I could be studying or I could be watching TV. And I think especially during the week when I want to stay focused, I try to select efficient days for each activity if that makes sense so for me by now my schedule with podcasting is so consistent I always do the work stuff for Wednesday Thursday and Friday and then elite skatewear stuff I typically do like Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday and then of course the weekend as well but like I said I do try to just set aside a couple hours or you know two to three hours for those specific activities as well but not on the same day because on a Monday I know I want to be focused for my corporate job and then my business and I'm going to use that to prep for the week and then same thing with Tuesday and then Wednesday Thursday whatever that may be so I think this is a great tool to use if you are someone that can get a little bit ADHD or whatever and you notice yourself getting distracted by potentially doing other things and you know you should be doing this one thing so my best advice overall with time blocking is don't do like if you were a podcaster and blogger don't do podcasting and writing on your blog the same day like designate Tuesdays to be your podcasting and then Wednesdays to be your blogging or I don't know like again this could be applied to any activity but what I'm saying is like just don't try to snug it in one day and then doing it every day versus you could just do it 
on with more hours in one day and then just not do it the next day if that makes sense the main benefit from time blocking is that you remain focused only on that specific activity and then you get to designate one to three hours on it. I mean, typically I would recommend more than one hour if it's something that you're pursuing or something that you do on the side that you consider more than just a hobby, I guess. But the way I see it, like I said earlier, it's like going to class, you know you're going to calculus for that time period or you know you're going to accounting for that time period, whatever time block that may be. And you go into that class and you're so focused and prepared to do math or prepared to run numbers or maybe you're going into your writing class and you know you're about to talk about rhetoric and you know all these different types of writing tools so that's kind of how I perceive it is that when I time block for whatever activity I know I'm going in thinking about that activity already and then my last time management tip is to put your phone in a different room or do not disturb When it comes to time efficiency, I always notice I'm less efficient when my phone is around and I see the notifications. I'm assuming most of us are like that. If not, God bless your soul. But what I've noticed with my own habits is that if I'm working or doing important tasks, I know I can't waste that time or let the day go by because I was distracted on social media. And let me tell you, it happens all the time. And I get really mad about it because it's like something I can control and it's just a matter of deciding what I'm going to do. So typically, I'll put my phone in a different room and then when I need it, I'll stand up and go get it. Or if I'm working out at a coffee shop or something, I'll keep it in my bag if that makes sense. And for me, if I put it in a different room... It's, it's better in my scenario because I do receive calls from my clients, my prospects, all of that jazz for my corporate job. And so I obviously wouldn't want to miss it. Like I should not put it on do not disturb because then I'll never get the notification or won't see it until I unlock my phone. But if I have it in another room but the ring is on, I can at least go and get it. But on the other hand, if you're not in that scenario and you really just need this help to not check your phone and not be tempted by notifications, then I would recommend just putting it on do not disturb, but then also putting it face down or putting it in your bag as well because that way it's out of sight, out of mind. And then the best part about it is too, You won't hear the vibration from notifications. You won't hear the phone rings. So that way, if you are someone that gets tempted to touch your phone because of notifications and you see your screen lighting up, at least you won't see it or hear it. And that way, hopefully, it alleviates some of that distraction. So that was my top three time management tips. Again, I think this is going to be really ideal for those of you who are in your early 20s You are either in college or you recently graduated or maybe you've graduated a while ago and you are still working on time management because hello, we all hit it at different periods of life and I think at some point in life, we always just need a little bit of motivation to restructure our way of managing time and productivity. 
Before you guys leave today, please be sure to go check out my career ebook guide. It's on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog and in this book, you will be able to find all things career mindset, job hunting, how to appeal to employers, three custom resume templates, and so much more. So you can find the whole description on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. Until next time, guys, please continue to stay positive and be mindful and look forward to the future and what is to come. We are, I would say, pretty close to the end-ish. I'm just being optimistic, but what do you know? It doesn't hurt to be optimistic. It doesn't hurt to just really try to stay focused on what we can control because that's the only thing we can do, right? So thanks again, you guys, for tuning in today and always. And if you love this podcast, I would love it if you take a quick second to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You guys are truly so amazing and I appreciate every single one of you. So I love you all. Talk to you all next week. Bye.